from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. Welcome to America Works, excerpts from interviews with contemporary workers throughout the United States collected by the library's American Folklife Center as part of its Occupational Folklife Project. This America Works podcast features wig maker Shuley Amsel, the owner and operator of Shuley's Wigs in Brooklyn, New York. Amsel started making wigs at home for women in her own Orthodox Jewish community. Over the years, the quality and creativity of her work was recognized her and her business expanded. Today, her dedicated clients come from multiple backgrounds and communities and include numerous fashion designers and celebrities. She was interviewed on behalf of the American Folklife Center by scholar, researcher, and Archie Green fellow Candace Taylor. So can you tell me about how you started your business? And Sure. I started my business about uh, 15 years ago, over 15 years ago, but it was really very mom and pop. It was in my kitchen, and then went, it went to my basement when we moved, and it was one customer at a time. Were you in Brooklyn? Yes. Or? Yes. Yes. Um, I always loved beauty, and I loved here, so I went and I did a three-month summer course in the city for styling here. It was one-on-one by a stylist, and it was not even with a certificate, so you could call me a, a somebody who... Uh, started this off as a hobby, maybe, but it was—it became something that totally overpowered me, overwhelmed my life, and just, just sucked me in. Uh, uh-huh. Wigs is something that I don't know what it is. Naturally, um, I'm a wig-wearing woman. I started wearing wigs in 1982, my first marriage. Uh, Jewish women, when they get married, they cover their hair. Um, it is um, a religious tradition. In, it stems from the Talmud. And what happens is when a, a Jewish woman gets married, her hair, the, um, how should we say, her hair gets a different um, status. status. It becomes something intimate, and it's only for her husband to see. So at home, the women can have very long hair, and they don't have to have the hair covered. But outside, no other man should see her hair. That doesn't mean that the Jewish Orthodox woman wants to look dowdy and horrible, and that's not at all the case. It's really about covering your hair for your husband. You know, were you just told as a, you knew as a child, like, I'm eventually going to wear a wig? Well, my mother wore a wig, and Uh I knew that when I get married, I'm going to wear one. Uh Um, At the time, like in the early 1980s, late 70s, um, wigs were matronly looking. Mm-hmm. They were not so fashionable. Um, there were a lot of wigs that looked like Jackie Onassis, you know, with the poofy. Uh, the hair that was used was very poor quality. Mm-hmm. As time has progressed, the hair that people are sourcing is better hair. It has more movement. It looks much more natural. Um, we've developed a multi-directional top that you have a scalp and you can move it everywhere. So the styles are endless. You, and that's, uh, you know, you can even do an updo and you can go to a really fancy red carpet affair and look very, very glamorous with the wig. 80% of my business is Jewish Orthodox women who are wearing the wigs all day, every day. And it has to be comfortable. They have to forget it's on their head. 
uh, one of my um, ads was, you will be noticed, not your wig. Because you want to be a total package. You don't want something looking very wiggy on you. Mm -hmm. So they have to forget it's on their head. And you're ventilating the hair so one by one. So where do you get the raw hair? So I have sources. I have a lot of brokers who come to me, approach me. Surely I have beautiful hair. And then I check the hair. And that I do myself. I handpick the hair. And the hair that I choose, I pay for. It's more money than just buying in bulk. But that way I have a little bit more control of the quality that I'm getting because the hair that I'm sourcing is a high, high quality. Mm -hmm. What happens is when the cuticles are removed from hair, the hair dies very quickly. When hair has cuticles, every hair is, has fish scales on it. Mm -hmm. And it has to be in exactly the right direction, so no mat matting should occur, knotting. So they just take off the cuticles, which is like fish scales, and then they could put the hair in any which way, upside down. But I, on the other hand, do not take, remove the cuticles. So every hair has to be put in carefully. That means if a woman is gonna, who's ventilating my hair going to drop the hair on the floor, she's not allowed to pick it up and put it back because she won't know which direction it came from. So how many stylists do you have here working on wigs? Okay, usually I ha it's like this. I have two uh, cutters. I have for two colorists, two stylists. Uh, sometimes I style if I have time. When I first got into wigs, I really was looking to improve on the quality of the wig and to make the wig as comfortable as it can be for women to wear because we, wear it, we have to wear it literally every day. Mm -hmm. To wear something every day, it has to be sturdy, but at the same time, comfortable. And that's a very difficult thing to do. Oh um, so, you know, I like to do a lot of work in the beauty industry because I love beauty. Mm -hmm. And again, this is one side of my business. The next side is really empowering women. I sometimes have women here that come in and they're really in the dumps. And I tell women, look good, you're going to feel good. Mm -hmm. I think that beauty attracts success somehow. Mm -hmm. You know, when you feel good, you're more confident and that confidence will attract success. Exactly. And so I'm a big proponent of that and I push that heavily. I do want to do an amazing project with women who are going through chemo or alopecia mm -hmm. and do an amazing editorial in a big magazine or on a, a TV show before and after. Show them coming up bold and how they're going to look with a wig and how they can look so with it, without those old-fashioned ugly wigs. You know, a wig is an accessory today. It's not something that you have to wear. It's a gorgeous, amazing accessory. It doesn't pull your hair out. And... Um, that's really what I want to um, let people know about that. And I want to improve women's lives in that way. You've been listening to wig maker Shuli Amsel, owner of Shuli's Wigs in Brooklyn, New York, who was interviewed on behalf of the American Folklife Center by scholar, researcher, and Archie Green fellow Candace Taylor. To hear the complete interview with Shuli Amsel, please visit us online at www dot loc dot gov forward slash folklife on behalf of the american folklife center this is folklorist nancy gross thank you for listening to america works this has been a presentation of the library of congress visit us at loc dot gov